0: Next Sunday, my uh, my friend Randy Ray is going, and it is so good. I've been praying for you every day, Mike Grizzle. Yeah. It's so good to see you here and, and walking. Yeah. Uh, next Sunday, my uh, my friend Randy Ray is going to be speaking here, and uh, he's going to bless us, and we're going to bless him. Let me just tell you, he's 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 a gifted communicator and a, and a real man of God, and you don't want to miss. Uh, Randy, I'm just telling you. Uh, would you stand with me? And let's, uh, let's read some scripture here, shall we? Whoops, I need to turn this on. Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in Him. If God is glorified in Him, God will glorify the Son in Himself, and He will glorify Him at once. My children, I will be with you only a little longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I tell you now, where I am going, you cannot come. A new command I give you, love one another, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Father, I thank you for your your grace. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit. I pray that you would rest upon each one, that you would give us eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to understand. Uh, Help us to to desire you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I told you last week that this week I would be struggling with the... uh, uh, the hardest parable in all of scripture. And I, I'm not, uh, I decided we'll just wait and I'll probably give it to Barbie, uh, later on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Uh, full disclosure. Uh, <laughs> now she's crying. Uh, <laughs> But no, I, I decided to call an audible this week, and I needed to call an audible. We've been, this year, looking at the parables of Jesus, and over the last uh, couple of, uh, well, over the last few weeks in particular, uh, that's, that's really been zeroed in on the kingdom. Now, basically all of them have been zeroed in on the kingdom, because that's the gospel that Jesus came to preach. I um, mean, he brought salvation, but he didn't preach the gospel of salvation. He preached the gospel of the kingdom. Uh, when when he came and that that's what is that's what his parables were uh were directed toward salvation is to the kingdom like like getting a a, a set of keys is to a car uh assuming that you can't hotwire the kingdom and I, and I don't and I don't think you can you know if you got a if you got a set of keys to a car you can now get in the car and go somewhere but you might not do it Even though you got the keys, and so salvation is the keys, but getting in the car and going somewhere—now that's the kingdom, and 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 there's a direct connection between pursuing and being in the kingdom and being a disciple. So uh, I figured if we've been talking about that, I need to I I need to talk about being what being a disciple is, and I kind of jumped the gun here, but we'll go there in a second. But I was. It was brought to my attention last week that maybe not everybody understands what it is to be a disciple. Uh, One of the things that I try not to do is I try not to assume too much in in regard to what people know. It's not because people aren't smart or don't know anything, but I find out that it's, it's a lot easier to assume and discover that, oh, you didn't know that, did you? And you're really not talking to anybody. So we're going to talk about what being a disciple is. Some of you are and don't know it. You just never put that word to it. Some of you aren't because you think, I don't know how to do that. Well, I'm going to tell you how to do that today. Okay, this scripture verse here uh, is uh, it, it's familiar. Part of it's familiar. The second verse is familiar. The first verse, to the Jews who have believed in him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you're really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Uh, so he's talking about how to be a disciple. He says, hold to my teaching. But who is he talking to? He's talking to people who have believed in him, people who've already believed. And so, really, there, there's two things. He's not assuming that just because you believe, you're now a disciple. Those are those are those are two two different things. There. Uh, later on, over in uh, in John chapter 14, Jesus is talking about how he would not reveal himself to the world. And uh, it says that Judas, not not Judas Iscariot, there was another disciple named Judas, said, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not to the world? And Jesus replied, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Uh, Now, he's he's basically saying, I'm not going to reveal myself to the world because I can't reveal myself to the world. I can't reveal myself to someone unless they love me and begin to follow my teaching. That's how they'll, that's how they'll come to know me. And uh, (laughs) knowing his teaching though is only a start. Uh, And, and it's his teaching. It's not my teaching, not the teaching of some TV star or some, uh, you know, famous book writer or something. it's, it's his teaching. We've all got a little piece of that. We'll, We'll talk about that in a second. But he says, I want to, I want to come and live with him. You know, we, give our, we, we get saved, we believe in Christ, and we then say, Jesus lives in my heart. And what we mean and what we're kind of thinking is, I have a guest room in my heart for Jesus. And he comes and visits us occasionally. That's, that's really what we mean. Jesus is not a guest. Jesus has not come to be a guest in anyone's life. Jesus has come to live inside of those who love Him and follow His teaching. How many of you have ever lived with someone? That's a pretty good percentage. Uh, It it wasn't a rhetorical question. It, It was a real question. But, all right, is it easy? Do they ever get annoying? When Jesus comes to live in you, He comes to annoy you. He comes to get into your stuff. It's inconvenient sometimes having somebody living there. It's inconvenient to be a disciple at times. Oh, this is going to be so much fun. Yeah. Uh, being a disciple involves basically, well, there, there, are three, there are three things, first of all, that you need to know about it, and they're very simple, and we'll, we'll get through them real quickly because... The first one is, it's simple. It, it is very simple. It isn't hard, and it isn't quick. And that's where people tend to get off the, the train, is on that last one. It, it isn't quick. So let's, uh, let's, let's, let's address that one first. It, first of all, it's never finished. It's, it's never finished. You, you never get to the place where, uh, well, I've, I've done that disciple thing. No, the disciple thing is an, is an ongoing thing that happens in our lives. We like to take classes, and classes are great, and, you know, and we like to have programs, and programs can be great, and you know, we, we like to do that, but the, there are a couple of problems with that. First of all, we have a tendency to feel like, uh, well, I have finished the class, and now I am a person who has finished a class which is really all we are. I mean, you can take a discipleship class. That does not necessarily make you a disciple. It it depends on on why you're taking it and where you're going with it after you get done with it, because you're not done with it. And the other problem with it is some people go, "I I don't have time to take a class, so I don't guess I can be a disciple. I don't guess I can be something because I can't take the class to be that and that's that's entirely wrong you see the good news is while you may not have time to take a class you have time to live and that's where discipleship happens it happens it happens in life it it happens on an, on an, on an ongoing discipleship is a lifestyle it it is the it is the way that you live it is it is what you pursue in your in your life. Uh, and, and it's not just one size fits all. Jesus, Jesus did not bring Peter along in the same way that he brought John along. He, he, didn't, he didn't bring them along in the same way that he brought Mary and, and Martha along. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's clearly not one size fits all. Uh, he knows you, he, the very hairs of your head are numbered. And so he knows what it, what, what it takes to get you from here to here. And it may not be the same thing for me that it was for Mike Freeby or that it was for Marsha Allen or that it was for somebody else. You know, and so it's, it, it's that. Okay, it isn't hard. And, uh, you know, some, some people might go, really? Yeah, really. Life in a fallen world is hard. Whether you're a disciple or not a disciple. Life in a fallen world is what is hard. Being a, being a disciple is an art. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble. You'll have, you'll have tribulation. You'll have a, it, it's not going to be an, an easy way to go, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Now, you see, the devil can't say that because he created the world. He invented the world system. He's the, he is the, 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 the prince of this world. He's the one, who, so he can't say I've overcome the world. He is the world. Jesus has overcome the world, and those who pursue him, those who are those who are, are, are disciples who follow after him, are going to end up overcoming overcoming the world as well. There are challenges, but part of discipleship is learning to let Jesus do the heavy lifting. My yoke is easy, my burden is light. He wasn't lying. It's true. We're so we're so attuned to the to the, the do-it-yourself culture, to the to the pull yourself up by your own bootstraps kind of kind of culture. We're so assumed to please. I'd rather do it myself. Those of you who are old enough to remember remember that phrase. We're, that we're so attuned to that, and and we tend to despise someone who needs help. We tend to look down on someone who's needy. If you're not needy, you can't be a disciple. If you aren't needy, God can't do anything for you. There was a, when I was a kid growing up, uh, in a lot of homes, in a lot of Christian homes, you'd see some kind of plaque, some kind of uh, picture, some kind of something that would have the phrase attached to it, God is my co-pilot. God is not anybody's co-pilot. God is not interested in being your co-pilot. If you you want to do it, he'll let you do it. And you will crash. And burn, yeah. Uh, And it takes a few crashes to learn this. And that's okay, you know, because it takes a few crashes to learn this. We're just too hard-headed to learn it any other way. Uh, a, a crash doesn't mean that you're a failure. It just means that, that that you have another opportunity to learn. And what you really need to learn is you're sitting in the wrong seat. Get out of it and let God sit there. And then things will get a little bit better. It, it's, not, it's not hard to be a, to be a, 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 a disciple. Uh, Paul, over in 2 Corinthians, is talking to the Corinthians about all the hard stuff that had happened to him. And man, there's a, there's a pretty good litany of things there. And he says, but this is what God spoke to me. And this is what I, this is what I learned. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. And as long as as you got it as long as you're 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 trying to build the strength up i need to i need to i need to then i really can't do anything for you but if you come to the end of that if you learn how to see a lot of discipleship is simply learning how to surrender if you learn how to surrender then i'll come in and i'll do that do do the heavy lifting and we tend to to look at discipleship as being a, a hard thing because it, you know we have this image of of of, of monks and monasteries and, uh, and 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 nuns and cloisters and things like that. You know, to really be a disciple, I've got to give up everything that I love, everything that I know in life. I, I've really got to turn my back on everything and go do something I don't want to do. That's not what being a disciple is. Now, hopefully. You know, hopefully, the people who have entered monastic life, uh, that's how they're wired, and that's what they're really supposed to do. But if that's what everybody did, Christianity would have about one more generation and it'd be gone. You know? So that's not necessarily what it is. I mean, you can still do some stuff that you enjoy. <laughs> Look at me, I have a great time. Yeah, and I'll talk about that a little more here in a minute. Uh, and, then, and then, thirdly, it is, it is simple. It starts with your decision. You made a decision to believe. When, when Billy when Billy Graham would hold his crusades and people would come forward, he'd give them a decision card. And I, I wasn't among those who came forward, but I knew about the decision card. It was a, uh, you know, I'd already been saved fifty five times in my own church, so I'd, I didn't I didn't have to do that, but. Uh, the decision card, basically, you know, you decided that you believed in Jesus Christ, and you're going to make him your savior. Okay, that's great. That's a decision. But the next decision is: Am I going to make him my Lord? Am I going to pursue him? Am I going to? Am I going to do anything with this? Uh, you made a decision to believe. Now you need to make a decision to follow Jesus. There's even a song. I have decided to follow Jesus. No no turning back. You, you cannot bestow discipleship on anyone. I, I cannot make any of you be a disciple. It has to be something that comes from the inside of somebody who's going, that's what I want. I, I want to follow Christ. I asked last week, what do you want out of life? You know, and... and uh, Hopefully, everybody had some sort of idea of what they wanted, and you know, weren't just floating along. But uh, uh, is this what you want? Do you want to follow Jesus? If, if if you don't desire to be like Jesus, then you may you may be saved. And in my the, my theology, you probably you still can be. I mean, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I sync up with God in that. But in my theology, you probably can still be saved. But but you're don't be surprised if you think there's something missing, because there is something missing. If that's as far as you go, if if you and if you do desire to follow Jesus and be a disciple, and may go okay, well, where do I start? You just did. You just did. That's where it starts. It Starts with the desire. This is what I want to do, and you know the basic things. I, I, I don't really have to put the basics up, but I'm going to anyway I mean you know pray you know to be engaged with the word you know fellowship, serve, give I mean you know those things you know those things I uh, and prayer isn't just you know well God please do this, do that, give me this, give me that you know get rid of that one, bring that one you know that that's not what it is it's it's an ongoing lifestyle. I was, I was mentioning in the, in, the, in the early service and, you know, and once again, uh, in interest of full disclosure, occasionally I'll be driving in the car by myself and I will burp. I don't know if any of you have ever done that, but it's better than texting while, while you're driving. And, uh, you know, there'll be nobody else there. And I'll, and I'll fi- sometimes just right out loud, I'll hear myself going, excuse me. And it's not just because of the training that I got growing up and that I'm still getting from Margaret, on occasion. It's because I feel like he's there. He's there. I mean, that's just, you know. So I don't know if that's a prayer. That probably is, you know. But that's that's prayer. Uh, the word we talk about that an awful lot let me just say a, a word about fellowship here though because that's the one that the enemy has tried to to pull out of the equation Yeah. uh well you know i i don't need to i don't need to be in fellowship i mean you know somebody said something bad about me at that at that church or somebody you know said something that I didn't like or they they tried they tried to make me feel like i should Get money in the offering or something, you know, and and so I, I need to, so I need to, I need to go somewhere. Oh, there's one over there. Yeah, yeah, and there's one over there, and 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 you can just keep running. Nothing will ever happen in your life, or you can get planted with a group of people who ultimately get close enough to you and know you enough to be able to speak into your life and mess. Jesus came to live in you and annoy you. Get into your stuff. Mess with you at times. Because who you are isn't who you need to be or who you're going to be. And so fellowship's important. You know what? I think you can maybe be saved without fellowship, but you can't grow as a disciple can't be a disciple because there's there's two other there's two other things that I haven't hadn't put up here one of them's the biggie and we'll get to the biggie here in a second but let me let me go ahead and give you give you this one you need mentors have mentors not mentor you don't need a mentor you need mentors in in the plural paul was writing to the corinthians in 1 corinthians and he was Telling them, you know, you guys, you, you guys are just—you're a bunch of babies. You, you're not maturing. You're not growing up. And here's how I know, because one of you says I follow Paul, or one of you says I follow Apollos, and the other one goes, well, I, I follow—I follow Cephas, which would be Peter, and still another, well, I follow Christ. You know, I—I I, it's just me and Jesus, you yeah. know. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized in the name of Paul? No, it's, it's not. And, and here's, why, here's why you need mentors. If you only have one mentor, you got the guy or the gal, you know, then uh, you're asking for trouble because your mentor is, <laughs> uh, is flawed. That's a nice way to say it. There are areas in your mentor's life that are off the track, and God can use. Now, let me say this is not. This is not a uh, permission to go uh, uh, seeking the right, the answer you want. I'm not saying that if your mentor says something to you or someone who is a mentor in your life says something that you don't particularly like or gives an answer that you don't particularly want, that you then go and, well, let me go see what this one says. Well, let me go see what this one, and, and oh, this one's right because they agree with me. No, 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 no. That, that's not what I'm saying. But you do you do need mentor. Yoda is not in the Bible. Just isn't. My mentors in my life, there's there's been many of them. So, some of them are are people I've never met, and and people who weren't alive when necessarily I was born. You know, Watchman Nee's been one of my mentors. C.S. Lewis has been one of my mentors. He was alive till I was thirteen, but I never met him. Never 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 knew the man. Uh, a, a lot of a lot of writers. A, a, many of my mentors have no idea they were my mentors. Uh, my friend Phil Nelson would, would, would be shocked to know that he's one of my mentors. But every time I heard that man preach, I would leave going, that's the questions I need to be asking of the Bible. His, his brother Mike, uh, every time, I, the first time I heard Mike Nelson speak, it changed my life. You know, he, he, he was transparent and shared his life, and I, I'd never heard that before. Uh, Every preacher I'd ever heard was more interested in in sharing my life uh, and telling me what was going on in my life. And, you know, I I guess their lives were perfect or something. But but Mike broke that down. I went, oh, that's how you do that. Uh, Brother Moore, Billy Roy Moore at at the Lord's Chapel, he was a hard guy to get close to on any depth. And to be very honest, I never did get close to him on depth, and I was close to him. But he taught me things, and there were things that he planted in me. One, one of the things that has served me so well over the years is it's not my church. These are not my people. It's the Lord's church. It's the Lord's people. And I just simply have a charge. I, I, I simply have a job. And, and, he, you know, you couldn't be around him very long without that getting, without that getting rooted in you. Stony Fairweather, uh, some of you know Stony. Stoney. The man taught me to worship. Standing beside Stony Fairweather worshiping changed my whole idea of worship. Pri- prior to that, I don't know what I thought it was. I mean, I guess I thought it was praise God, you know, or something like that. But with Stony, it was wow. And I went, you can do that. I can do that. Wow. That's that, that's 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 amazing. Uh, the older I get, the more I understand. You know, familiarity breeds contempt, really does. A prophet is, uh, is not without honor except in his own hometown, his own country. And, you know, for years I, I would think, oh, you know, this leader and that leader and that leader. And I really didn't put my dad and my mom in that category. But the older I get, the more I realize that the, the foundational stuff, the important stuff in my life, most of it came from uh, uh, 1055 Louisville Highway in Millersville, Tennessee. Uh, so they, mentors. There's, there's a number of mentors in my life. And now the biggie. And we read it. We read it earlier. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you by this. Everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. That's If you're not there, if you're not, if love is not one of the foundational parts of your life, then you may, you may have taken a class, but you're not a disciple. You're not pursuing love. Uh, if you're, and if you're trying to do this without being a disciple, then you're just singing a John Lennon tune is all that you're doing. But if you, many people do the other things, do the stuff without this. And they're better off singing a John Lennon tune, quite frankly. Because this is the basis. This is, this is the foundation. Look, Jesus said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. You know, that's, that's where the strength, that's where the power comes from to keep the commandments is, is love. Uh, I, I had a, I have a, well, I still have a friend pastors up in Goodlettsville, pastors at uh, um, Calvary Chapel, and he, uh, he was uh, ordained in a denomination. But I knew he didn't go to the denominational meetings. And I said, why don't you go to the denominational meetings? He says, well, it's not a Calvary Chapel denomination, and if I, if I raise my head up and they realize that I'm here and I'm pastoring another church, they'll pull my credentials. There's a lot of mean people out there. He was right. There are a lot of mean people out there. There's a lot of mean people. Not in this church, but, but you know, inside. In the, in, in the group, you know. Pe- people who are just looking for an opportunity to, to cut you down. Oh, come on, people. They're doing the other things and ignoring this. and They're not disciples either. They're, they're something finally understand this no one bats a thousand okay i uh, a few months ago i mentioned that i had uh, uh become a participant in uh in a game called zelda breath of the wild with uh yeah and uh and i've killed ganon i've i've set hyrule f- free but uh they you know, so that that's been done. But there there's this thing that you can download, this extra thing called the DLC. And and I downloaded that thing, and I went, yeah, there's some more stuff to play here. And so I'll just start over and, and set Hyrule free again. And they and they got this thing in here called the the Trial of the Sword. And there's and you may be thinking, why is our pastor playing video games? I don't play video games. I play a video game. <laughs> well, you thought I just prayed and read the Bible all day, right? I'm not a monk. I'm a meek. <laughs> but, yeah. But anyway, you, uh, so, so they got this thing called the trial of the sword. And there are three levels there's the beginning trials, and the middle trials, and, and, and the final trials. And I've been to final trials now. Yeah, there's some people out there who know. Okay, and, but I, as I was preparing this sermon this week, I was going, there's a lot about discipleship in this. Three things that I've learned. One is, I can learn a lot by looking at what other people have done. You know, I, I, there'll be a, a real difficult thing to deal with, and, I, and, and there's all kinds of people online going, well, this is how I did it, and Walkthroughs and stuff, and sometimes I can do some of the things that, that, that this one can do, but I can do some of the things that one can do, and sometimes I find some things that are really better than anybody's done before. And, and, and do but I can learn a whole lot by looking at somebody who's gone ahead of me. And then, secondly, I, I, have, I have learned that uh, whenever I fail, Whenever, whenever I, I get killed in a room or something, and you have to go back and start all over. I mean, you, you have to go back to the very beginning, and get back up to that room again. But as the, when that happens, the next time through, I know a lot more than I knew the last time through. And I'm a lot better than I was the last time I encountered this. And you know, there are things in this life that are discipleship things that, that, that will come upon you, and, and you're going to fail. And the devil's going to say, well, it <laughs> didn't work for you now, did it? Yeah. And you're going to have a tendency to go, no, I guess, I guess it didn't. Hey, what you really need to understand is next time around, I, I got, I'm going to bring somebody with me to do the heavy lifting because I, I'm, I'm growing in this. I've learned some things that I didn't know before. And then finally, I've learned that when I don't play, I don't advance. Now, you know, it's not a big deal. I've already said high free, and if in and, and it, there is no high anyway, it's a figment of somebody's imagination. But in the real world, when it comes to discipleship, see, the, the enemy would love to tell you, well, you can't do that, or, or that won't happen. You have to do this. Come on. And and yeah, you can get discouraged. Yeah, you can you can you can be desperately discouraged. But know this, come back and do it again. One foot in front of the other, day by day by day by day. Because He who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ Jesus. Will those who are going to serve at the table, come forward this morning and the worship team come out. So you see, some of you are disciples, and you just didn't know it, and you, but you need some focus, and as you get focus, you got a better idea of where you're going. Some of you have been disciples, you go, well, how do you do that? Well, it's simple. It isn't hard, but it isn't quick either. It's a lifestyle.